0: Nothing funny, that. (laughs) How about you? You want to come and help? Right. I need one either side. And I want you to do something for me. I'm going to give you a pile of bricks. If I can get them out. A pile of bricks each. And I would like you to build as high a tower as possible. And that's the only rule, basically, other than you've got a minute to do it in. Now you might want to think about that before you start because the only rule, as I said, is it has to be as high as possible. Nothing else matters, just height. Okay? You can always get some more bricks if you manage to get all of those. So have you have you kind of worked out your strategy? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I haven't said you go yet. I'm going to give you a minute starting now. Feel free to encourage them. This is good, this is good, keep going. Does anybody need a bit of help over here? Yeah, yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, we might need to balance up the age range a little bit here. Oh, it's going well, it's going well. Remember, it's height that counts, nothing else matters. More bricks in case you run out of them. Oh dear. I would say you've got about 30 seconds left. You can't hold it, so whoa, whoa. Ah! start again, start again, probably about 20 seconds left. Not long to go now, about 10 seconds left, oh no. What about five, four, three, two, one, stop. Right, okay, well done. I think we should give them some applause for that. Right, okay, I think this one's just slightly bigger. So, as you know, on all good game shows, there's always a prize. Unfortunately, it's not a very big prize, but if you guys could share that between each other, that would be great. Thank you very much. Well done, the others. Thank you very much. Would you like to go and sit down now? Just leave the bricks. I'll sort them out later. Thank you. Take out the bottom bit. Yeah, you know the game. Okay, right. A few questions for those of you who are watching. I hope you were paying attention. When they took part in that game... There was a risk involved. We actually saw the the results of the risk. What was the risk? It would fall down. And of course, in both cases, it did fall down. And maybe I could ask the people, was it worth taking part? Did you want to do it? Was it worth doing? Yeah, yeah. You thought the risk was worth it. It was worth the danger of the tower falling. Okay, that's good. And how did you feel about that? Were Were you worried? Were you happy? Did it bother you? Not really. You were quite calm about it. Good, I'm impressed. Because, of course, anything like that, any competition, anything like that, involves a risk. You have to take a risk that as you build the tower... By the way, the the, the quickest way to get a high tower is to stack them on the end, which is very risky, but you get a very high tower very fast. But there's a great risk that it will fall over. And we face risks. These are relatively uh, trivial risks, but we all face risks every day of our lives. Now, some of them I hope we're very well aware of, like crossing a busy street is very risky and we should take great care, and I hope we do. Other risks we're perhaps less aware of, like um, apparently getting out of bed is quite dangerous. You might fall over and, you know, break your ankle or uh, coming down the stairs is also dangerous as well, making a cup of tea, all those things have potential risks, but we really don't think about that because we're so used to them. So we're aware, we're, we live with risk all the time. It's part of life. And the people we heard about in today's reading actually faced risks. And if you remember the reading, I'd like to look at uh, two different groups of people and one individual this morning. And the first of those groups of people is the crowd. If you remember the story, Jesus is coming into Jerusalem on the donkey with, with his disciples, his friends and followers, and then there's this big crowd of people. And if we start looking at the crowd, the crowd actually faced very little risk because they just kind of followed along with, the, with everybody else and they joined in the fun that was happening. I suspect quite a lot of them were, were visitors to Jerusalem. They'd come up for what was called the Feast of the Passover, which was uh, one of the big events in the year at that time and in that place in the world. And it was kind of like a big party or a festival. And a lot of people came and had a good time. And they probably thought they'd, they'd join in this parade because this guy from Nazareth, this Jesus, um, he, was, uh, he, could, he could provide a good bit of extra entertainment. Uh, they would probably heard he was around, um, and they knew that he often said and did things that were, shall we say, a little bit unusual. Perhaps he'd do a miracle, perhaps he'd make a, a really good speech, and, or perhaps people would uh, be able to see him for the first time. So they just kinda tagged along with the crowd Uh, they joined in the singing and the shouting, and maybe they threw a coat on the ground or waved a branch or, or did something. But there was little or no risk. It was good fun. And if things went wrong, if they didn't like what was happening, they could just walk away and disappear. And nobody would ever know any better. It was good fun and not much risk. The second group I want to think about are the disciples. That's Jesus' close friends and followers. They were taking a greater risk than the crowd. Because, first of all, two of them had to go and get a donkey from someone they'd never met before. Although it's quite likely Jesus had arranged this in advance because there was a a kind of password. But they'd never gone there before. They'd probably not met this person. Um, It's a bit like going to someone you don't know and saying, can I borrow your car because Jesus wants it? You can imagine the reaction. "Eh, Okay, maybe. But, um, But to be fair to the two disciples... They off they went, and they did what Jesus asked them to do. But the whole group of disciples actually faced a significantly greater risk uh, than being accused of stealing a donkey. Uh, they were actually making it very clear in a public place in front of lots of people that they were associated with Jesus. And that was risky by this time. Because they knew that some people, particularly those people who in power in the, in the country were actually Jesus' enemies. There was a real risk that something bad was gonna happen. And in fact, in John's gospel, in chapter 11, verses seven and eight, if you wanna look it up, um, the disciples actually tried to dissuade Jesus from going to Jerusalem when he said, we're going. And they said, hey, wait a minute, didn't they just try to stone you a little while earlier? Why are you going back there? They knew it was risky. They knew it was dangerous to be seen with Jesus, or it could be dangerous. It could draw attention to them, and it could draw the attention of Jesus' enemies to them. But, to be fair to them, give them credit, they went along with it. They did what Jesus asked them to do. The last person I want to think about this morning and this group of people is Jesus himself. And he faced the greatest risk of all for two reasons. First of all, he knew that riding into Jerusalem on a donkey was a claim to be king of Israel. That's why in the passage there's actually a quotation from a prophet uh, called Zechariah. There's a book in the Old Testament called Zechariah. I think it's the second last one of the books in the Old Testament. And that prophet said that one day a king would come to Jerusalem on a donkey. And what that means is that two things. One, it's a king, because that's how kings went about, and it was a king of peace. Because kings who arrived on donkeys were generally coming in peace. If they arrived on a horse, that meant they were coming in war, uh, probably as conquerors. But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing, and he knew that riding on this donkey into Jerusalem was a provocative act. And it would annoy some of the people uh, around, particularly the leaders. And it might also annoy the Romans, and the Romans ruled that country at that time. And the Romans are not the sort of people you messed with. If you upset them, they had a tendency to do nasty things to you. Um, as we'll find out at the end of the week. And, of course, Jesus knew this. He knew not only that he was potentially provoking a strong reaction, he also knew that his life was coming to an end. He knew he was going to be dead by the end of the week. Because if you look back a little bit before this passage in Matthew, Jesus tells his disciples quite clearly, he says, I am going to die. Doesn't say anything, doesn't try to dress it up. He says, I'm going to die. He also said, of course... I'm going to be raised from the dead at the end of three days. But he did say, I'm going to die. So Jesus was more aware of any of the risks that he was taking. And yet he went ahead and did what he planned to do. And he did that because he was in control of events. He acted that way because he knew that was what God wanted him to do. And he was prepared to go ahead and obey his father. So we've seen three different groups or three different people. We looked at the crowd and the disciples, and Jesus. And they've all had different reactions to what was potentially and actually a risky situation. And I'd just like to think about our attitude to taking risks. We don't worry about risks involving a little game with bricks. We certainly don't worry about getting out of bed in the morning, at least most of us don't. Um, But let's think about some of the risks that might be associated with being a Christian and being associated with Jesus. Now maybe it's often the case that we're a bit like the crowd it's very easy to be like the crowd we're happy when things are going well being a Christian is quite fun but we can always back out if things get a bit difficult we all do that sometimes don't we there's always been situations I'm sure there have been in your life as have been in mine when sometimes when we've been perhaps an opportunity to speak and say something about our faith we've just sort of dodged it we've just kept quiet We come to church, we enjoy it, and we are Christians. We get a lot out of being a Christian. But often we think if it gets tough, we can just slip away and nobody will notice. We can avoid the changes or the challenges that come with being associated with Jesus and being a Christian. Now, for a lot of the time, that might seem like a comfortable place to be. But you can't go on like that. You see, it all started very well in this week that we're talking about now, the last week the week leading up to Easter. But of course, by Friday, things went pretty badly wrong, or appeared to anyway. And Jesus, on Good Friday, stood in front of a much less friendly crowd, and they wanted him dead. Sometimes, being a Christian and standing out can be really tough, and it's a choice and a risk we have to take. Maybe we think we wouldn't be like that crowd. We, would, we, would, we wouldn't walk away We wouldn't slip into the background. Maybe, maybe not. Think about that. Let's think about the disciples and how they felt about the risks they face now. I think they did pretty well. As I said before, I think they did very well in this story. They knew about at least some of the risks because Jesus had warned them. How much they understood about that, not sure, but they did understand something. They knew there was a risk there. They trusted Jesus. They went along with him, and I think that was good, and they should be commended for that. But I also think it was kind of like the kind of trust that always says, well, you know, we've stuck with this guy for as long as we have. It's been nearly three years now. We might as well see it through to the end. It was almost like fatalism, saying, you know, okay, there's not a lot we can do about this. Let's just get on with it. They weren't completely sure, but I suspect they all hoped it was going to turn out well in the end. And, of course, what we read about today on Palm Sunday... Would have made them feel better, probably reinforced the view, yeah, that was good. People seem to be getting this message about Jesus at long last. People seem to be saying, yes, Jesus is the one, and it was a really good day. But of course, we know that in the short term, at least, it was a false hope. Things were going to go wrong in a big way quite soon. And sometimes I think we can have that attitude to being a Christian. Maybe we're glad to be known as Christians but sometimes we're a little bit naive about what that might entail. Maybe we're just hoping for the best, but we don't always really understand the full picture. Let's look at Jesus now. Jesus knew exactly what he was getting into. He knew what he was doing and why he was doing it. He planned it ahead of time. He almost certainly arranged for the donkey to be available. He knew what he was doing by getting on that donkey and letting people shout at him and about him. And in another gospel, Luke, when somebody tells him off and says, hey, can't you stop these people shouting? He said, you can't do that. It's not possible. If they don't shout, even the stones will shout out. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He was in control. He knew he was the king of Israel, and he knew it was completely right for the crowd to treat him in that way. But he also knew... what he was doing was going to arouse some very strong opposition from his enemies. And he knew, as I said, that he was going to die in less than a week. He knew all this, and yet still he went ahead because he was fully in touch with his father and what his father wanted him to do. He understood the risks, and he went ahead because he knew and trusted that God was in control. And that's the best way of approaching the risk of being a Christian. It is risky sometimes being a Christian. We have to face up to that fact. There's no point in being naive about it. And yet if we fully trust and fully understand what Jesus can do for us and wants for us, then we can go on as he did and God will work out what he wants to do through us and those around us despite what everyone else may do. Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are the king, that you came to Jerusalem that day so long ago and showed it by coming in on the donkey and allowing people to call you king. And we ask now that you would help us to put our trust in you, to face whatever risks there are in being part of your kingdom, knowing that you will be with us every step of the way. Ah, man. Right, I think it's time for puppets now. Right.